Welcome to another Take 10 with Jen. Get equipped in the supernatural. And now, here's Jen. Welcome back to Take 10 with Jen, a supernatural podcast. This podcast is being heard around the globe and is charted this week in Australia, Austria, India, Kenya, Sweden, and more. Be sure to get this podcast each and every week. Subscribe, rate, and review it, and share it with all of your friends. During my last podcast, we discussed dreams that lead to financial breakthrough. Wasn't that amazing? I mean, this kind of dream at night is just crazy, but I've heard it so many times now that I had to bring it to you and share all of these powerful testimonies. Financial breakthrough in dreams, it's the real deal, and I've experienced it myself. God is sending dreams at night to release new financial breakthrough and wealth to you. So make sure you listen to that podcast if you haven't heard it yet. This week, I'm going to pause my discussion about dreams and dream interpretation and drill into another critical topic. In today's podcast and subsequent podcasts, I will discuss the bad habits every prophet must break. These podcasts are going to help you even if you're not a prophet, so stay tuned. But before I continue, I want to invite you to the Australian New Zealand Prophetic Company that begins online this March 2022. It's an annual commitment designed to equip prophets and prophetically gifted people for ministry within a healthy online community. Check it all out at jenniferevaz.com and also get my book, Prophetic Secrets. Again, go to jenniferevaz.com. Now back to our topic, bad habits that every prophet must break. Today's bad habit may seem obvious, but I see it happen far too often. Prophets need to break the bad habit of prophesying extra biblical revelation. I'll say that again. If a prophet receives a message from God, it has to align to the Bible. That's the rule, and there are no exceptions. If it doesn't, then it falls into the category of extra biblical revelation. It's not from God, and it should not be communicated. Just for clarification and foundation, a Christian who has the gift of prophecy is not necessarily a prophet. The gift of prophecy is an anointing, meaning a supernatural ability that comes from the Holy Spirit. We read about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 7, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. And then we see a listing of nine gifts of the Holy Spirit in verses 8 to 10, including the gift of prophecy. You'll notice the Apostle Paul, who wrote this instruction, did not connect those who prophesy by the Holy Spirit as automatically being a prophet, which is a common assumption that people make. A prophet, then, is called, appointed, and mantled by Jesus Christ. The office of the prophet is one of the five governing roles in the body of Christ, and these roles are collectively referred to as the fivefold ministry. We read in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11 that Jesus himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. All five are needed and all five are tasked with equipping and maturing the saints for the work of ministry. The prophet more specifically does not just prophesy, but has a leadership role within a certain sphere of authority as established by Jesus himself. They might be a prophet to a church or a region or to kings and rulers or to the nations, for example. They will walk out their role with much greater responsibility than one who prophesies. The simple gift of prophecy is for edification, exhortation, and comfort as the Holy Spirit leads and is primarily about the future. 
The prophet, however, will flow in areas of guidance, instruction, rebuke, judgment, and revelation as Jesus chooses to speak in order to refine and purify his church. With all that in mind, a prophet who understands their role as a leader to the body of Christ and one who is going to receive prophetic words on a higher level should then prepare themselves to know and study God's written word. If a prophet doesn't know the written word of God, how can they properly discern their supernatural encounters? They simply cannot assume that every encounter they have a dream, a vision, an angel, or a supernatural experience is always from the Lord. Demonic and deceptive encounters can come to them just like anyone else. Prophets have to discern such things by having a masterful grip on the written word since they are not adding any new revelation to the scriptures. Instead, they are to always be congruent in their communication to what has already been written. I'll give you an example. A prophet in New Zealand had asserted interesting claims about the spiritual realm, as well as special knowledge of an extraterrestrial realm. He had claimed to have created galaxies, traveled to distant planets, and uncovered sinister plans of fallen alien races to corrupt human DNA. Also, he claimed that he sat on some kind of galactic council and was being mentored by invisible beings. Several of us became aware of this prophet after one of his protégés began teaching these things at the controversial gathering in California in 2015. This protégé had attended Bethel Church in Redding, California and was publicly rebuked for the heresy by Bethel's senior leader, Bill Johnson. How did this protege go off the deep end like this? And how did this New Zealand prophet lead the way? Well, it's simple. They elevated their supernatural experiences and their lofty ideas couched as revelation above the truth of the word of God. This seems extreme, but I know enough prophets who've gone off the ledge in this manner with all sorts of crazy teachings, supposedly from visions and angels and more. Another fairly well-known prophet in England suggested we become a generation of higher wisdom, which included immortality. He expounded on several scriptures that refer to the promise of life in God and in Christ, but explained them to mean that you and I can cheat death once we have a higher revelation. His inference throughout his podcast was clear. He proposed that enlightened believers will not physically die and can become immortal. Again, this is an example of extra biblical revelation that uses pet scriptures while leaving out the contradictory scriptures, such as what we read in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 20. 27, it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. Prophets like this will often twist Bible verses to prefer... Prophets like this will often twist Bible verses to prove their preferred spiritual philosophy rather than taking them in context and claim they know a higher truth than everyone else, which is modern-day Gnosticism. I remember confronting one prophet who was promoting a form of animism to anyone who was fool enough to listen. Animism is the worship of animals and a common spiritual practice amongst various cultures and false religions. This prophet was using pet scriptures to endorse this, no pun intended, and would not listen to sound counsel whatsoever. They've since slid into more and more occultic rhetoric. They've even suggested that deliverance ministry might be more effective for those who microdose LSD during their ministry sessions. We all know that no scripture endorses the use of pharmacia to get delivered from demons. And even if you don't know the Bible, common sense should tell you this is total nonsense. 
On another occasion, I felt led by the Holy Spirit to ask a prophet about what God has spoken to them during their time of fasting and prayer. I was so expectant and I was hopeful that they would share something powerful. Instead, it was all about the Nephilim invasion going on in the top U.S. government. They also strongly referenced the book of Enoch to support their claim and communicated that those who don't believe this book were in some kind of error. I said back to this person that the book of Enoch is interesting, but it's not in the canon of scriptures for a reason. And the whole revelation he was now teaching was extra biblical and thus not valid. They didn't want to hear that. They went on a social media tirade to elevate themselves and their faulty foundation as a result. All I have to say is prophets need to know the Bible. And finally, there was another prophet proposing a star power doctrine and using pet scriptures to support their new teaching. He proposed how the wise men had found the young Jesus after seeing his star in the sky and that we too have a star just like Jesus in the sky and that star gives you power. That's right, star power. And that's just the beginning. This person also claims to be a deliverance minister and yet they teach that we get power from the stars and who knows what else. I'll say it again. Prophets need to know the Bible. I'm a prophet, and I say that humbly. It's not an easy life or calling to have. You do get to know Jesus in a very deep way, however, and that makes it all worth it. I also know that I'm susceptible, just like anyone else, to error. Things can get very deceptive. You can get set up by the devil to have spiritual encounters in such a way that you're led to say things that God never said. I am grateful that I have a strong team around me that won't allow me to communicate extra biblical revelation without a strong confrontation. This is a good thing to have in place, and I want to help prophets break the bad habit of speaking extra biblical revelation and tell you to be intentional. You must have people around you that really know biblical theology and have permission to tell you when you're sliding off. And then you'll need to have the humility to receive that instruction, even if your prophetic message, it came to you in a very extraordinary way. I do know many prophets who are right on with their prophetic words, and they are very biblical. They aren't always well known, and maybe that's better for them. It's a lot of responsibility. There is a strong temptation at the same time to slip into self-promotion using strange teachings and also prophesying words that are outside of your spiritual authority. That'll be the topic of my next podcast. I'll discuss how prophets must break the bad habit of going outside of their lane. Thank you once again for listening to Take 10 with Jen, a supernatural podcast. Help me to get this podcast and other resources around the globe. Go to jenniferevaz.com and hit the Give tab. Thanks again for listening to Take 10 with Jen. For more resources and to become a partner, visit us at jenniferevaz.com.